我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人生。我记得人
And the second point of living of offering a living sacrifice is to transform your mind. A person's thoughts would determine his conduct. We cannot force a person to change his ways. If his ways are changed, that's because it was done by force. Or perhaps he was afraid of the consequences. Or he was forced to change. His thoughts haven't changed. This shows that he himself has not changed at all. And in today's societies, when we have sentenced a person's sin or crime, that person is sent to a prison. According to statistics, majority of the prisoners upon their release from the, from service from serving their sentence, um, they come out of the prison and still go back to their old ways. Why did they come out of prison and go back again? This is because their thoughts haven't changed. Though they have been punished for their crimes, but their thoughts have stayed the same. And that is why they will continue to sin. Let's not talk about the prisoners. All of us, our minds are being influenced by the world. In verse 2, Paul says, do not be conformed to this world. Um, the word, the original word for conform means a mold or a copy. If you are mass producing a product, you will first produce a mold. And using the mold, you're able to mass produce products that are identical in size and shape. And this world is like into a mold. We are all living in this world and we are constantly in touch with the thoughts and the trends of the world. And pretty soon we start to conform to the standards of the world. Even though physically we can't change our body. But our mind can slowly be conformed to the trends of the world. We're likened to a fish swimming in a vast ocean. 下一个图就是靠走每一条鱼啊，那条鱼，我们看到有时候鱼都是一整群在游的。We sometimes see that fishes swim in schools.你也不晓得是谁带头。You don't know who's the leader of that school.但是一堆鱼，一个鱼群就是往一个方向游，它是这样跟着。And but you see a group of fish swimming in the same direction, and the rest just follows.有时候这群突然间就改变方向，那整群也跟着改。And sometimes the leader would change direction, and all the rest of the fish would follow along. And there are times when we do certain things, we don't know why we do them. Perhaps we think that it is a trend. It's trendy, it's fashionable. Or everyone thinks the same way. 
And that's the way it's done on TV. That's what our friends said. That's how the news reports it. We are now in the 21st century. We are in Canada, we are in the Western Hemisphere, and that's how things are done. Unknowingly, we go to the same school, we accept the same school system. And we're being molded in the same way. And upon graduation, we find that a lot of the youth, even though they come to church at a young age, they come to church every Saturday. They would come for Sabbath services, they would attend RE classes. And they seem to be wonderful children in the church. Why is it that upon graduation of high school and entering to universities, they have changed and they stopped coming to church? Or perhaps when the school term just started in university, they still come to church. But after they graduated from university and they found a job, they stopped coming to church. The pool of attraction of the world outside is indeed immense. And in a matter of years, these minds change. What are the thoughts of the world? There are a lot. To put it simply, they're called a pop culture. There are the entertainment. And we have the models of the famous celebrities. Or we have certain movements of thoughts. These are affectors. We humans, we tend to imitate. And teenagers love to imitate their pop idols. And the more they learn, they imitate. Their thoughts change. And this world places emphasis on materials. And they stress on money. This is also a thought of the world. You're able to put a price tag on almost everything. It seems that everything can be bought. There are people who think that you can buy happiness. This is also a trendy thought. When you have more material things, you shall receive greater happiness. Poor people have no happiness. This is also a thought. It's a concept, but it's not one of the Bible. What is another trendy thought of the world? That is to be self-centered. That you are the center of the world. The whole world revolves around you. You are the most important. My thoughts, my ambitions, my ideas. Everything is about me. As long as if I am not happy, then I will disagree with everything. Everyone has to be their own individuals. Do not try to conform to any pattern. Be yourself. That is, you have to be yourself. 
This is a worldly thought. 听起来很好。On the surface, it sounds wonderful. 其实都是谎言。But it is all a bunch of lies. 说什么叫做自己？ What does it mean to be yourself? 就是大家都不守规矩嘛。That everyone don't keep to the rules. 没有绝对的标准嘛。There is no absolute standards. 以我的快乐为最重要啊。That my happiness is the most important. 但是圣经都没有这样讲。But that's not what is said in the Bible. 圣经告诉我们要以神为中心。The Bible tells us that God has to be the center of the universe. 因为你是神造的。Because we are created by God. 神造你出来是要荣耀他。God created us to glorify Him. 当你荣耀神的时候 ，When you have glorified God， 神就会给你平安喜乐。God shall grant you peace and joy. 当你把自己放下的时候 ，When you have put yourself down， 神就会充满你。God will fill you up. 你把自己抓得很紧 ，If you hold on to yourself， 神就远离你。God will depart from you. 但是很可惜，我们现在。整天被世界的思想所影响。Unfortunately, we are constantly being influenced by the thoughts of the world. 我们一直在寻找快乐。We are all pursuing for happiness. 你看，大家的人生不是为了寻找快乐吗 ？Isn't it true that everyone is pursuing their own happiness? 为什么像疫情那么多人不快乐 ？Why is it that so many people suffer from depression in this pandemic? 因为没得去旅游啊，所以很多人很很苦啊。Because they could no longer travel, that's why they're not happy. 啊，没有的跟朋友啊。Party 啊，然后社交啊 ，and they can't socialize with their friends 啊，那他觉得很苦闷呢。And so people feel bitter. 哎，现在的大部分的人想要在神以外寻找快乐。And most people are trying to find happiness outside of God. 啊，去吃啊，喝啊，玩啊。To eat, to drink, to be merry. 还有更多的物质啊。And to pursue for material things. 但是他们发，他们忘记了。However, they have forgotten. 如果你在神以外寻找快乐。If you're looking for happiness outside of God, you shall be disappointed. Because God is the source of all joy. Without love, without happiness, without joy, you're not able to find happiness. Unfortunately, our culture tells us that we must We must discard God from our lives. We are not discussing about the Gentiles. 可悲的是，很多信的主的人，思想跟世俗的人没有两样。And pathetically, a lot of the Christians today are just likened to the Gentiles. 不是有来教会的。They do come to church. 你可能每个礼拜看到他。Perhaps you'll see them every week. 他坐在那边听一个钟头。They could be sitting in the chapel listening to an hour of sermon. 这是他回家还是自己的思想还是世界的想法 ？But upon going home, they go back to their own ways, their worldly ways. 啊，神的道理要进不去。The words of God cannot take root in their hearts. 你你讲你的，他活他的。You can give your sermon, they have, they would live their own lives. 这个就是主耶稣看到我们最可悲的地方。This is the most unfortunate thing that God had to witness in His creation. 身份上是得救的。Yes, on the surface we are redeemed. 但是思想上是世界。Yet our thoughts still still kept with the world. 这个最可怜。This is very pitiful. 因为生命没改变。Because life hasn't changed at all. 如果没改变到最后啊，会很可怜。And the ending of or the conclusion of this kind of lifestyle is going to be very pathetic. 好，我们看这个圣经的犹大书第十节。Let's turn to Jude. First hand. 圣经的犹大书第十节。Jude first hand. 请读。First hand. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever 
they know naturally, like brute beasts in these things, they corrupt themselves. Sorry, verse 19. These are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the spirit. And these people are likened to the world. They are worldly-minded people, that is, the world has filled up their minds. On the surface, they seem to be members. But their thoughts, their minds have become worldly. And with these kind of thoughts, these kind of minds and attitudes, they cannot become living sacrifices. And sometimes we thought that God has stressed upon us doing certain things. And how much holy work we have done, how much money we have offered. But these are not important at all. What is more important is your mind. Have you truly imitated Christ? So we have to reform our minds in order to imitate Christ. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1. Verse 1, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. Here, Paul tells brothers and sisters, You have to imitate me. But he's not done. If you just imitate me, it's not good enough. There's nothing, there's nothing good about me, Paul. He continued to say, just as I also imitate Christ. This Paul at that moment is different from the Paul from before. He had believed in Christ for a period of time. And more and more he is not likened to his old self. He's more likened to Christ Jesus. Let's think about it. We have been a Christian for some time. Are we less and less like our old self and more and more like Christ or vice versa? We all have our own personalities. It's difficult for us to change our character. But does mean that it cannot be done. It needs a lot of determination and strength. And also we have to learn new things and to imitate. For example, a father at home. If a child admires his dad, the child would imitate some actions of the father. Because the child wants to be just like the father when he grows up. And same thing, Paul keeps imitating Christ. And he is not as much likened to his old self as before. So we have been long-term, long-time members of the church. We should have a goal that is to be less and less like us. If you're still the same person 10 years from since, there is no improvement. If you're not likened to your old self, and you're more likened to Jesus to be gentle like him, to be pure like him, and to be faithful like him, 
and to be loyal like him. That this is your pursuit. How do we change? Let's turn back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Earlier we mentioned that we have to uh, stop uh, conforming to this world. Inside you should also change. We can't just say we don't want to conform to the world. A butterfly before it becomes a butterfly. It's only a caterpillar. And it's crawling on the ground. And it looks ugly. When you catch a, butterf- uh, a caterpillar, you will not think of it as a beautiful thing. But the way God created a butterfly is miraculous. It has a process. When the time comes, they have to spill out silk and cover itself in a cocoon. After a period of time, when its wings have grown, it has to break its cocoon and fly out. And by the time it flew out of the cocoon, you would never imagine that this butterfly used to be a caterpillar. It will no longer be crawling on the ground. It's no longer an ugly caterpillar. It's now a beautiful butterfly. This is a metamorphosis or a transformation. And Christians today have also have to go through the same process. We cannot be like a caterpillar, always crawling on the ground. In the past, we could be a caterpillar. We're very worldly. We're likened to everyone around us. But after being transformed, our life changed. That is called to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We know that for from time to time we have to update our computers. We have to update the software. And any program, any software with a bug, it has to be updated. We know that actually the software is more important than the hardware. We're not saying that hardware is not important. But if you buy a brand new computer, and it is installed with a faulty uh, operating system, or that the operating system has bugs in it, even if the latest or the state-of-the-art computer that you have, it's not going to work. And similarly, our body is the hardware, our mind is the software. So where can you find the updates for your mind? How can you get rid or debug all the viruses that's in your mind? You need to download the words of God to you. The words of God is able to kill all the viruses. If you constantly read the word of God, 
the words of God can reflect the lies of the world. You realize that everything about this world is fake. So you're able to get rid of them. And the word of God became or becomes your operating system. And if I have to make a decision, what do I base it on? How do I manage my marriage? How do I manage my career? How do I manage my relationship with my children? And the words of God becomes your operating system and it has a program for that. It's not that you do whatever you want. Rather, it's God who wants you to do things. And most of the problems that we face today is because we want to do whatever we want. And we choose to, well, rather we make the wrong decisions. And then we have to suffer the consequences of our own actions. So let us receive the words of God from Him. Let us download the latest, the best, and most perfect operating system from God. Let's purge all the bugs and all the viruses in our own system. Then offer yourself to God and God will be pleased Otherwise, your mind is still that of the world. The things that you do will not be pleasing to God. Let's turn to Psalms 1. Psalms 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Bless is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Here is a sharp contrast. There are decisions to be made in life. And you cannot be pleasing to both sides. And it's true that you have to select one side. Because the world, uh, the world is in the counsel of the ungodly, and it's the path of sinners. It is true, being a Christian is very difficult. Because people look at you funny. Why are you so different from everyone else? It is true, if you're seen as uh, different from everybody else, then you have done the right thing. Because you belong to God. It is quite natural for your thoughts, your minds to be different from the world. If your minds and your actions are likened to your friends, then unfortunately you have not lead a life of a Christian. So what do you do? Verse 2. We have to start meditating the words of God day and night. To love the words of God. How do we love the word of God? There's some youth who love to play computer games. And they can play these games all night long. Because they love playing those games. There's some people who love to, to watch dramas. They can continue to watch for five, six hours. Because they love to watch dramas. 
There's some people who love to shop. And they would buy the 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 goods and then return them and buy them again and return them. Because they love doing this. Uh, loving those things has not much edification to your faith. Now that you have to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, you have to start doing things that are pleasing to God. That is, you have to love to do the things, not being forced. And the more you read the Bible, you'll find the sweeter the words of God has become. And indeed, there are a lot of comforting words in the Bible. And the words of God are filled with wisdom. If I read the words of God, I have become wiser than my peers. And the words of God are likened to find gold. So we have to love the words of God. Only then we're able to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. So if you use the same attitude, if you treat the if you love the words of God in the same way that you love doing your other activities, you have done the right thing. There was a sister who shared with me. Um, there was a sister, she said that during the beginning of the pandemic, she would keep chasing after dramas. And there will be times she would give up sleep to keep watching the dramas. And but at the end, she felt very empty. So why do people chase up the dramas? Especially uh, people watching Korean dramas. Um, I don't watch them, but I heard that they're all very good dramas. And there's sometimes whatever element you're missing in your real life, you tend to want to make it up in dramas. This is called a projection. If you are lacking love in your life, for example, your husband doesn't love you. And you're very happy watching very romantic dramas. You have projected yourself into the drama. And I am the main character, so how many people love me? To projection. Or you have a lot of dissatisfaction in the world. And you're trying to find an avenue out. And video game could be a very good avenue. And in that game, I can be a very successful person. But these are all virtual things. So we have to extract ourselves from there. And we have to place our needs onto God. God, there's no other thing that can satisfy me. That sister that I mentioned at the very beginning, she kept watching dramas. And later that sister realized, oh, what a waste of time. And my faith has gone backwards. Watching that drama is not going to edify me. So she stopped watching. And she started reading the Bible. And she started praying. Otherwise, there is no peace, there's no joy in my life. It's true, let us offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And let us change our minds. Let us renew our minds. 
And once you have renewed your mind, you will know what delights God. Let's turn back to chapter 12, verse 2. Verse 2, let a part says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A lot of Christians ask me, Preacher, what is the will of God? What should I do to please God? Can I do this? Can I do that? Why ask me? You have to ask God. So where is the will of God? The will of God is in the Bible. If you read the Bible constantly, you have the word of God in your heart. Whatever decision you are going to make, very naturally, you'll be able to discern what is the will of God and what is not. You don't have to ask very clearly. The will of God is good. It will not cause you harm. And God's will is perfect. If you do according to the will of God, you will not find yourself lacking. And the will of God is joyous. That is, if you do according to His will, it will bring you joy. And the people around you shall also be joyful. Why is it that we don't know the will of God? First, because we don't read the Bible. Second, because our mind had not been renewed. And that is why we don't know what is the will of God. And that is why Paul says we have to offer a living sacrifice. When your mind has changed, has been renewed, you will, not, you will know what God wants. Let us not lie to ourselves. Let us not tell ourselves everything is the same. Upon looking closely, you will realize what is the will of God. Third, how do we offer a living sacrifice? To serve God as the purpose of our life. Would you sometimes ask yourself this question? What on earth am I doing here? Why did God create me? If I have already found salvation, then God should be able to take me away. Why am I still here? It's true. We have salvation. But God has still kept us here on earth. And that's because we still have work. To do. We have to offer a living sacrifice. So starting from verse 3 to verse 8, it tells us how to serve God. When our life has become holy, when our minds have been renewed, then it's time for us to learn to serve God. We have to, make sure, we have to take note that we are not serving our own interests. Some people say that when I have the time, I will serve God. After I retire, I have time, I will serve God. And right now, my children are still young, I'm busy, I don't have time to serve God. If that's the way you think, it's wrong. If you think this way, you will feel that serving God is not the most important. In fact, God allowed us to live. 
for the very purpose of serving him. 其他的东西，无论是你的事业、你的家庭、你的所有的其他的工作，都是要配合你可以侍奉神的。Everything else, your family, your career, they are all to supplement you in serving God. 他们是帮助你可以侍奉神。They are to help you to serve God. 比如说你外面的工作。For example, your job. 你礼拜一到礼拜五去社会上班。From Monday to Friday, you go out to the society to work. 你赚了钱。You earn money. 可以缴房租，可以买菜。You so that you can pay your rent and you can buy groceries. 但是人生不是为了吃饭跟住房子。But your life is not living in a house and eating. 人生为了什么 ？What is the purpose of your life? 我们刚刚讲过了，神的慈悲献我们，就是献上活祭。And earlier we mentioned that the mercy of God is so that we can offer a living sacrifice. 所以要以侍奉神为第一个目标。So your number one priority is to serve God. 你的最重要的工作不是那个 full time job. Your most important work is not your full-time job. 最重要的工作是侍奉神。Your most important job is to serve God. 虽然我们只有礼拜六、礼拜天，或者是有时候花一些时间侍奉。Even though we can only serve God on the Saturday or Sunday, or sometimes a little bit on the weekdays. 它其实那个是人生最终的目标。But that should be your ultimate goal. 可以带到永恒的。Because it can bring you to eternity. 所以不要搞错了。So let us not be confused. 不要让其他东西站在你跟神中间了。Let us not have any obstacles between you and God. So, your 活着的目的就是侍奉神。So, your very purpose of living is to serve God. 因为神的慈悲。Because of the mercy of God. 好，要怎么侍奉 ？How do we serve? 第三节。Verse three. 第三节，十二章第三节。Chapter twelve, verse three. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to one, to each one a measure of faith. 这里保罗提到要怎么侍奉 ，and here Paul mentions how we should serve God. 啊，这里说我凭着所赐给我的恩呢。It says here through the grace given to me. 首先，保罗说侍奉是恩典。First, Paul said to serve God is a grace. 再重复一次哦，圣经说侍奉是恩典。Let me repeat it once again. The Bible says to serve God is a grace. 保罗说我可以侍奉，是神给我的恩典。Paul says, "I can serve because this is a grace given to me." 有一些人觉得侍奉是牺牲。Some people think of serving God as a sacrifice. 啊，要花钱，要花时间，好累哦。I have to spend money. I have to spend energy. It's too tiring. 啊，最好可以找别人。It's best other people can do it. 啊，最好我可以少做一点。Or it's best that I do less of it. 如果你把侍奉看是责任、牺牲的话，你会做得很辛苦。If you see serving God as a responsibility and as a sacrifice, you will do it bitterly. 就好像上班一样，事情越少越好嘛。It's likened to going to work. The less work you do, the better. 不是保罗说能够侍奉是恩典的。But Paul says here that to serve God is a grace. 为什么 ？Why? 因为神看得起你才用你啊。Because it must be God looking highly upon you so that He will use you. 神不一定要用你。God may not want to use you. 神可以用任何一个其他一个人代替你。God can use someone else in place of you. 没有一个人是不可以被代替的。No one is irreplaceable. 神如果选中你，就是你的荣幸。If God has chosen you, or God has chosen you, it is your honor. And in the church, if you are taking out the garbage or you are cleaning the the washrooms, this is a grace. Because you are doing it for God. God does not have to use you. But God chose to use you. And next, if you are able to do the work of God, it means you still have life. Because once you are dead, you can't do anything. Today you are still alive. You are still doing the work of God. Give thanks to God. And next, 
If you serve God, there will be rewards in heaven. Isn't this a grace? So do not complain that it's your turn. Because if it's your turn, it means that you have you have a chance to gather more rewards. If the government were to give you a subsidy today, would you complain that you have another thousand dollars in your bank account? A couple of weeks ago in Canada, um, the government is giving subsidies to every family a thousand dollars. Everyone will be happy having that. Uh, $3,000. I have not heard anyone complain, why is the government giving me so much money? Everyone is saying, this is free money, we can buy more things. This is a grace. Now that you are serving God, then your bank account in the heavenly kingdom is increasing in number. And that is why Paul says, For I say, through the grace given to me, so do not think of yourself as a great person. Do not think that you have sacrificed much to serve God. It is your honor to serve God. So you should seize the opportunities to serve Him. So it tells us here how we're going to serve. So do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. We all like to look at our own selves. We like to look in a mirror. For the women, when they put on their cosmetics, they have to look into a mirror. And for the men, they look into a mirror to check their, their muscles. And teenagers love to stare at mirrors. And a lot of people right now or these days like to take selfies. They, they love to look at themselves. And Paul says, before you serve God, how you should view yourself. Do not think uh, do not see the wrong person. If you see yourself in a wrong view, then your service is not going to be good. You will not be able to offer a living sacrifice. So how you should view yourself. In English it says in according to a measure of faith. That you have to uh, look at yourself based on your faith. What does it mean? And sometimes we don't see ourselves accurately. And we tend to see others more accurately. What does it mean to be a measure of faith? First, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. What does it mean? That is, you are not of that standard yet. But you think that you did. And you think that you are not just at that level. You overestimate yourself. Uh, I am fine, I'm able to do it. I have to have a part in everything, I can do anything. I am very important. That, that the church cannot operate without me. I have to stay here. I have to be in this position. 
And that my, my apologies to you. You have to view you have view yourself wrongly. You are not as important as you think. We are very weak. When we are sick, there are a lot of things that we can't do. Now that you can't do it, God can raise someone else to do it. If you think that you have the capability to do it, but you may have failed. So let us not over or to overestimate ourselves. If you overestimate yourself, you'll become proud. And and it also tells us that we should not underestimate ourselves. There are some people who are humble. And whatever the church arranged work for the, the, the member, he or she would say no. Um, they will often say, I don't understand, I don't know, I, I can't do it. And when the church says, that's fine, we can train you. And they'll keep saying, no, 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 I can't learn. And so they will arrange you to do something else. Uh, no, 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 I still don't understand, I don't know. Uh, they seem very humble. Do not be over humble. To be overly humble is also a kind of pride. Why? Because you know that you can do it, it's not that you cannot do it. In fact, you can do it, it's not because you can do it, but rather God helped you. If you can, then rely on God and do your best. Give it a try. Why do you keep denying everything? So do not overestimate yourself. At the same time, do not underestimate yourself either. So if you want to serve God and to offer a living sacrifice, then you have to do it according to the faith given to you. Next verse 4 and verse 5. That the life of a Christian cannot stop serving God. As a member of a body. Let's read verse 4 and 5. 4. For as we have members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. 5. So, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. The life of a Christian cannot stop serving God. Because once you stop serving, then your spiritual life will encounter problems. You have to understand that with the same with concept as your body, uh, if certain parts of the body are not used, then the muscles or the sinews will become very tight. Or uh, it will become uh, not as developed. And due to the pandemic, the news reporter is saying that a lot of people are working from home. And people work from home and start using the computers. And for eight hours a day, they're staring at their monitors. So because of this constant staring at the computer, they start suffering from muscle pains in the neck and the back. And the business of the chiropractors are booming because of that. Because if you haven't used a certain part of your body, it will become very stiff and uh, will be underdeveloped. 
if you do not serve God in the church, you're just likened to that muscle that has not been used. It will be underdeveloped. And the life of God will not flow in you. So let us not stop working for God, serving you, if you are at advanced age and your body is not, or your health is not as good, you can do less work. We can still pick up the phone and call and ask um, how brothers and sisters are doing. We can still preach the gospel. We can still serve God. And due to the pandemic, the church has has been stalling for the last eight or nine months that it seems to have nothing, no holy work to do. But we have to still prepare ourselves. Once the doors of the church opened, the opportunities present itself for us to serve God. And the fact that we are able to have online services are also the servitude of a small portion of brothers and sisters. They're willing to come to church to play the piano, to uh, lead the hymnals, to do interpretations. We are very moved by their actions. And in serving God, we must also work with other members. Because we are all of one body. And we are interconnected. Because you're not the sole member of the body. For example, I as a preacher, I have to work with everyone else. I deliver the sermon. But I can only deliver the sermon. We need brothers and sisters, many brothers and sisters, to do the different parts of the work. I am just a member of this whole body. So next, what do we do to offer a living sacrifice? You have to find a place for yourself. Let's read verse 6 to 8. Verse 6 to 8. 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophesy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. 7. Or ministry, let us use it in ministering he who teaches in teaching. 8. He who exalts in exaltation, he who gives with liber liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. It says here that we have gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us. We see that the body has a lot of different parts and every part has its own function. We don't have a a body part that is useless. They have different uses. So brothers and sisters, let us not claim ignorance and say that we have no talents. God has already given you a talent. You have to, you have to discover it. What talent is given to you from God? Everyone is different. Some people prophesy. Prophesy here means to deliver sermon. Then with faith, you will deliver your sermon. Do not talk about things that you don't even understand. Just talk about things that you understand. And to prepare it and 
to prepare your sermon and to deliver it well. 第七节说你做执事的，你就好好去做执事，专心做执事。And verse seven says, if you are a minister, then use well in your ministry. 啊，你去做教导的。If you are a teacher, 好，你好好去教。Then you teach well. 再来第八节。Verse eight. 啊，这是鼓励人的，劝话就是鼓励人的。And people who encourages or exhorts. 有一些人呢，你叫他上来讲道，哦，他不会，他很害怕，哦，他会结冰，讲不出话来。There are people that、uh, you've asked them to come up to the pulpit to deliver a sermon, they will not do it because they stutter. 没有口才。They lack an eloquence. 但是你叫他私底下一个一个去劝劝他，哎，辅导了，他很有很有恩赐。But if you ask that person to counsel members on a one-to-one -one basis, they are very talented. So you are 劝人的，你就好好去劝。So if you are one who encourages and exalts, do it. 啊，再来施舍的就要诚实。And he who gives、uh, should give with honesty. 啊，诚实也是这也是代表说很愿意去去去去捐的意思。And you do it with a willing heart. 啊，那如果神给你恩赐赚钱 ，If God has given you the talent to make money, 你就好好去赚，然后捐多一点。Then go out and make as money as you want,、oh, and give it and offer it to God. 曾经听到以前老前辈一个见证。I've heard a testimony of an older member. 有个信徒啊，他感动，他受了感动，他去报名读神学。This brother, he was moved by the Holy Spirit, and so he registered to attend theological school. 报之前呢，报神学之前他是做生意的，做的还蛮成功。And before he became a theological student, he was a businessman. He was quite successful. 但是他有感动说，哦，我要去献身当传道。But he was moved to become a preacher. 但是后来呢，训练完了出来，真的是没恩赐。But after his trainings, his theological trainings, he felt that he's still lacking in talents. 每次讲道啊，大家都睡觉。Every time he delivers a sermon, everyone falls asleep. 他都听不太懂他讲什么。Nobody understands what he's saying. 哦，他每次准备讲道都全身大汗啊，那个九牛二虎之力。And it takes a lot from him to prepare a sermon. 但是他都听不懂他讲什么。But no one understands his sermon. 后来总负责就劝他。So the the board members or chairman of the board encourage him. 你还是考虑回去赚钱比较好。You should consider going back to doing business. 因为神好像给你恩赐是赚钱的，不是当传道。It seems that God has given you a talent, and that talent is not being a preacher, but to make money. 你讲到大家真的是听不懂。Your sermon, no one understands them. 他后来真的是好，他让我回去赚钱了。And indeed, he made up his mind. He go back and to do his business. 捐了很多钱给教会。And he offer a lot of money to the church. 那如果你是施舍的，你就好好施舍，好好捐。So if you are offering to the church, you you do it well. 啊，你治理教会的，带领教会的，要好好认真的去带。And if you are administering the church, you should administer the church well. 所以我们要活祭啊，每一个人要找到自己的定位。So as a living sacrifice, you have to find a place for yourself. 到底神要你做什么？ What exactly does God want you to do? It's not what you want to do. This is different. Some people say, "I want to do this." It's likened to the holy work is your ambition. Holy work is not your ambition. Let me stress it once again. Holy work is not for you to uh to to do what you want. Some people say, "Wow, my ambition." 那个教会以后怎么发展 ？And some people say my vision is for the church to become such and such. 什么愿景？你什么愿景？你是谁 ？What vision? Who are you? 你的愿景是有什么有有有什么用 ？What's the point of having your vision? 做圣工不是用你的愿景来做你想做的事。呃、uh, ，Doing the holy work is not to be done in your vision the way you want to do it. 我,我们的想法不是很重要。
What we think is not important. It's more important to see how God leads the church. You know what you have received from God. And you see where the Holy Spirit will lead you. This is called a living sacrifice. So we are going to conclude with a sentence. Some people say that your talent is a gift from God. But what you do with it is your gift back to God. We hope that everyone can offer a living sacrifice. Let us sing him number 281.